You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello listeners, it's been a long time but we are back and hopefully this time back for good. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a fill-in on what's been happening since we uh, last spoke, as it were. Um, as I might have mentioned, uh, last year I uh, sold my house and um, spent a lot of the summer, you know, doing the stuff you have to do to sell your house. Clearing out the sheds, clearing up the garden, emptying all the furniture, getting rid of the stuff in the attic, all that sort of thing. And... Um, as a result of that, I've knackered my ankles really quite badly, and months later, I am still hobbling around with a stick. So that's not particularly good, but there you go. Everything is all now settled. We have another place to live, and, uh, you know, we're all settled down and moved in, and uh, so hopefully I'll be able to get back to a proper podcasting schedule. And uh, there you go. That's what that was all about. Basically, not enough time. And uh, when I did have a Sunday free, I was usually so shattered. The last thing I wanted to do was uh, record a podcast. Usually, I just took a nap. Let's be honest. So, there we go. Um, that's that. But hopefully, now we will be back on a regular schedule. And uh, you can look forward to listening to the rubbish that we put out once a week. There we go. So, uh, I'm not on my own this week. I'm joined by Nick, as ever. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. Good it, to be back. And, it is uh, good to be back. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's things have carried on without us. Yes, <laughs> surprisingly. Right. I mean, we did we did do Bart's show, didn't we? Um, for the first yeah. show, the first show of twenty twenty three, we managed to uh, get on to Bart's show and have a word with him, even if we were late because we were in Discord and. Bart wasn't in Discord, he changed the Skype and uh, forgotten to tell us because we hadn't been on for a long time and uh, so there you go, we turned yeah, up so we were, we were chatting away thinking, I wonder where Bart is. Yes. <laughs> Where's Bart? And then he sent a message, are you still coming? We're in Skype. It's like, oh, whoops, quick, change the Skype. But there you go, that was, uh, as Bart said to me afterwards, oh, sorry, probably should have told you that in the show notes, shouldn't I? <laughs> But never mind. We were there. We managed to we managed to turn up and uh, you know voice our opinions on some of the December news. So there we are. Um, not a lot going on in the news this week, is there, Nick? To be honest, um, not uh, not a huge amount. No, um, we've probably missed a fair amount of stuff, haven't we? <laughs> well, while we've, while been, we've been away, yeah. I mean, you know, most of last year was fairly intermittent. I know we did one in September. Um, I can't remember when we did one before that. We did. We managed to squeeze a few in, but uh, it just wasn't happening, was it? Not the not the year for me, I'm afraid. From that point of view, I had a lot of uh, stuff going no. on financially, and I can assure you, selling and moving house is an incredibly stressful um, and challenging thing to have to do. No wonder we to try and choose not to do it very often. 
Yeah, indeed. My uh, my nephew told me that he's uh, uh, thinking of um, selling up at the moment and moving, and um, and they've got two properties. So, <laughs> and they're thinking of selling them both. So, you know, good luck to them. Oh, yeah. I don't think doing one they was did, bad. They enough. did the uh, that's right. They did the other most stressful thing last year, and that was get married. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they've got two out of the but when three. When you're young, then. you just sort of throw the throw these things off, don't you? When you're young, well, yes, you do. I mean, uh, I have to admit, it took me months to. I mean, I'd lived in that house for best part of twenty years, almost twenty years, and um, <clears throat> stuff just accumulates. You know, sheds full of old junk, attic full of stuff that's oh, been put up there years it? ago. I mean, yeah, well, I think... I, I've not been, I've not been doing that, but um, I've got a new kitchen coming um the week after next so i've been it's like everything isn't it clearing stuff out is easy when you've got somewhere to put stuff but (laughs) all you end up doing is you throw some of it away which is good but then you just end up moving stuff around at the moment you know sort of my my bedrooms uh, i've got three bedrooms but i i I only use one so both of the other bedrooms are full of stuff yeah. And my kit, and my because I'm clearing the kitchen, I've got kitchen stuff in my living room, and but yeah, I'm a bit upside down at the moment as well. Oh. But of course, to actually get stuff out of the kitchen into the garage, I had to clear the garage. <laughs> yes, this is the. You know, this is so the I've thing. been doing a similar sort of thing, but not whole house sized. No. Well, if I tell you that over the course of the summer, I th- I filled three fourteen cubic yard skips with stuff. Yeah. Um, I know it's incredible the stuff you you. Uh, I I I took a number of things that you you wouldn't think were valuable down to um, you've got a, a recyclers at the tip, mm-hmm. um, which is a charity, and uh, I took down uh, some old tools of my dad's. They were quite interested in those. They took those off me. I've got a box where I just basically you know how when you assemble things you always end up with a few screws yes. left over, not because you've missed screws, but because they always supply a few spare. Well, I'd I'd got sort of tons of these things all over the place, so I plonked them all in a big plastic box and took that down and said, "I'm afraid they're all mixed up, but if you want these, you can have these." And they said, "Oh yeah, we'll take those as well." So that was obviously someone's exciting job was to sort out 15 million screws. <laughs> <laughs> either that or you just put them in a box and go assorted screws oh you know, uh, yeah that's probably what they'd do the yeah. older scene <laughs> hot luck just take your chance oh well i mean we were fairly ruthless i admit so we did actually you know uh smash up and burn or chuck in the skip quite a lot of furniture uh-huh. because after 20 years and three kids you can imagine we had quite a lot of furniture that was well let's just say not in the best condition and uh we're down you know we were downsizing we're going from a three-bedroom house to basically a one-bedroom bungalow and it's like right a lot of this stuff just needs to go i mean we put some stuff up on facebook and whatnot but a lot of it just didn't get any interest so it was like in the skip it goes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do have to be pretty ruthless because, as you say, when you're downsizing, you literally have to. You just can't take all the stuff with you. It's just not not possible. Exactly, exactly. But um, if you're like me, you also end up with an awful lot of stuff where you you look at it and you think, why did I keep that? Mm. <laughs> oh, this is an exciting piece of white plastic. I wonder why I kept it. Yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, we had lots of things like bunk beds in the attic and whatnot, and I just I just took them all out, like the ones that were metal. I just put out for the scrap metal man and the 
you know. Yeah. Just like, just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And several things, like I found a, a set of wooden bunk beds, but somewhere along the line, you know, the screws to assemble them had got lost. So it was like, well, you could put them together if you bothered to find some screws and whatnot. It's just what not worth it? it. No, no, that's right. And you've only got so much time get it all done in as well yeah exactly um what um, one of the funny things that happened was um i uh, one of the things i was getting with it's like like most people at some point i bought an exercise machine which i used for all of oh two or three days <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and i so i thought what am i going to do with this because it's quite it, it's quite chunky it's like big tubular it was a cross yeah, trainer those things are big so it's and quite heavy, big and tubular and, and reasonably heavy so i thought what should i do with this so I, I just put it out under my carport for a while so that's outside of my garage as it were yes and um one day i got a notification on my um uh my doorbell to say there was some movement and when i looked there was this guy sort of wandering around and looking under and then talking to someone who was out of shot uh which i worked out eventually was his wife in in their van and um all, all kudos to him he didn't take it uh but he turned up a couple of days later and when he was at the door he said uh, hello mate I, I see you've got that under there he's throwing it away and i thought yeah little do you know that i saw you two days ago <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he took it. He took it. He was he was uh, grateful to. I'm not sure whether he was taking it for scrap metal or oh, I don't know. I didn't really care. No, I cared. <laughs> go. Have it. Have it. Please, just take it. <laughs> take it away. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, right. it, yeah, we had. Oh, yeah, that was. We had a big pile of scrap metal, you know, stuff out of the garden, old bikes, frames and stuff like that. Yeah. We just piled it all up on the driveway. And this bloke pulled up with a big van and goes, is that metal scrap? It's like, yeah. Can I have it? It's like, yes, you can have it. Please take it away. With my, you know, <laughs> deepest thanks. Those me shifting it. You can make a few. That's quid right. On and it. I've, I've got, I've got to know, I've got to know the local tip very well. <laughs> it's, it, it, when that when I'm not sure whether it's the same for you, but when I go to our local tip, they say, uh, "So what have you brought?" And you say, uh, oh, "I've got some wood, uh, and I, I've got some plastic things, and I've got some metal things." And, and they say, uh, "Yeah, put it in, uh, put it in uh, number four, number seven, number thirteen, and number 15. Yeah. <laughs> So you go out and you have a look and you think, oh, yeah, the wood's got to go in there and the metal's got to go in there. And then there are some things that you just think, I'm just throwing this in general waste. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be bothered splitting this up. We used to just, um, the blokes at our tip, or and the women as well, but quite often, it was some strange things, you know, you don't put that in the metal. I said, well, it's mostly wood. Yeah, but it's got metal in it, so that's worth more in the metal, you know. Oh, the wood, right. Okay. The, okay, the yeah. wood will burn off when we, you know, when it goes in the smelter kind of thing, you know. Okay, whatever. But you have to put things like old computers and televisions in one place and freezers right. in another and, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a fag, but... <laughs> I suppose it's all for the best. <laughs> it is, but uh, I mean, it, it's good that we've got a place we can take our stuff and get rid of it, isn't it, really? Yes, it is. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah, when I cleared out, I remember my mate Dan was helping me most of the time. God bless him, because I'd never have done it without him, I'll be honest. And um, when we got to the back of one of the sheds, I said, he goes, what's in this cupboard? I go, computer bits. He goes, what do you mean, computer bits? I said, well, open it and look. And there was like, you know, like two big trugs full of hard drives, you know, um, stacks and stacks of CD and DVD drives, stuff like that, you know. 
and he was like, isn't some of this valuable? I said, when I put it in here 15 years ago, it might have been worth something, Dan. Now it's just scrap metal. <laughs> just scrap metal, mate. And I, yeah. he goes, well, what about these hard drives? Surely some of them are some good. I said, well, they might be any good, but look, I pulled one out at random and I'd written on it in big marker pen, 20 gig and said, that's probably because that's the biggest one I had. <laughs> so that uh, yeah, would have been right. worth a lot. At the, what, yeah, people are interested in, uh, you know. Popular, people are interested in it if it's less than four, four terabytes these days. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, 20 gig. It's like, oh, blimey. That's it. I remember getting my first one gig drive. But there you go. That's life. Yeah, my first, my first hard drive was uh, 80 megabytes. Cost me a fortune as well. The one that came in my, the one that was in my 2CX was 40 gig, uh, meg, I should say. 40, 40 megabytes. megabytes. Yeah. And that, that was it enough. Fe- it felt like, it felt like you were installing Westminster Cathedral on your computer. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. And that was an upgrade because the standard issue, I think, for the 2CX was a 20 megabyte drive. And we opted to have a 40 yeah. megabyte one. And now you can get video files that are bigger than that easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sure can. So there we are. I mean, the ones we record for church are about uh, one point two to one point four gig mm. in size. So well, uh, you know, oh, that's we... something else I did while we were uh, while we were away. I, I went I went down to church and I actually found. Oh, I'll tell you about that because you might be people might be interested. I found a service for downloading very large amounts of data. Oh, what was it called? Is it a mail? Mail something? Hold on, let me do a search on my. Uh, well, there's one called Mail Big Files, so I know that one. Um, and there's one called We Transfer that I've used quite a lot. What I liked about it is, is it got a no, I can't find it now. What I liked about it is, is, is it got a client that you can leave running, and you just run it on the two different machines. So I was downloading stuff from church, but across the internet, and um, it's got a. A uh, twelve-day, seven-day trial. And I thought in that in that time I can download all the stuff I need from church. Yeah. So, uh, so I would have to sort out the name of that. And we can put it in the show notes um, because it was a really useful uh, tool, and it's better than it's okay if you're transferring, you know, one or two large files. But this was, I don't know, uh, forty to fifty video files, large video files. Yeah. So. Um, it's not you. You could have done it, but you'd have to do it one at a time, which was would it would have been a pain. Oh yeah, um, I'm Definitely. a bit annoyed not being able to remember what it was called. I wonder if I've still got it installed. Because uh, what I did is I did the free the free thing, and then I cancelled it. Yeah, as you do, as you do. I mean, a service I've used a lot is called WeTransfer. Uh, WeTransfer dot com. Yeah, but WeTransfer has a limit to the amount that you can transfer in any one go. It's up to two gig at a time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, if you don't pay. Whereas, anyway, if oh, it's called it. File Mail. Oh, right. Okay. So, so if anyone wants to um, transfer quite a lot of data across the internet um, and uh, you want to do it within the seven-day free trial, um, then it's called File Mail. So I think you have to sign up for, you know, as you would do with your credit card and whatever. Um, but uh, as long as you remember to cancel it within the seven days, there's no problem. Worth remembering. Yep, I've got it now. 
Then large files for free, fast secure file transfer, up to 5 gigabytes with free email or a secure link. Yeah. Files should share files of yeah, any so, size so, with, a, with a subscription. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so as I say, you sign up for your subscription and then you cancel it within the first seven days. I think it's I seven can, days. I shall stick I'm that sure it's seven days. in the worth of chirps. There we go. Yeah, try free for seven days. If you scroll down the page, it says individual pro. Um, uh, try free for seven days. Hmm. Everything is free. Uh, maximum transfer size, 250 gig. Files available for 30 days. Storage capacity, one terabyte. So that's 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 quite a lot. Well, it looks <laughs> like... take you, probably take you seven days to transfer. It looks like they have a no registration free layer anyway. But it says max transfer, five gig. Files stay available for seven days. Whereas if you pay, files are available for 30 days and so on. Yeah, so it's quite useful just for transferring stuff, you know, ad hocly for nothing. But uh, yes, I, I think I've still got the free account because I think it just, if once you cancel it, it just falls back to the free one. Yeah, so there you go. That's, um, that's interesting. Mm. Very good. Very good, Nick. So, no, yeah, that was very useful because, as I said, I'd got a lot of stuff. And the only other alternative was taking a memory stick. Or a, um, or a hard drive down there. That's and... almost, yeah, and that's almost as slow as, uh, <laughs> in all honesty, almost as slow as transferring it over the internet. So. Yeah, can be. And when I you're mean, doing it over the internet, you can walk away and do something else. <laughs> that's true. I've got, um, I mean, we have had broadband installed here, but it worked fine for about a week and a half. And then a couple of days ago, in the morning, it was just it was down, completely failed. So I spoke to Plusnet. Oh sent, they sent an engineer out the next day who replaced the box on the wall and um, got it all going again. But at the minute, it's a bit intermittent. Um, oh right. So I'm I'm using my hotspot at the moment because um, it, oh, it's, I would it, never have known. No, but it seems to be. Um, I mean, the, the engineer said it might drop out occasionally for a few days till it settles down. I've I've told Plusnet that it's not working reliably because earlier yeah. on I was watching um I was watching Willow on Disney Plus and like halfway through the episode it just went something has gone wrong. I run in the other room yeah. and look at it. The damn thing's gone orange again. Yeah, I've subscribed to Disney Plus recently. I just thought I'd give it a try and have watch some of the stuff on there. Yeah, there's some quite good um, stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, I was quite pleased. I've sort of added about, oh, I don't know, 12 things to my uh, with my watch list. Uh, what was it I watched yesterday I've never seen before? Oh, uh, Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Is it called Jungle Cruise? Yes. It's Emily Blunt and, um, and yeah. The Rock. Yes, I've seen it. It's quite fun. Very amusing, very amusing. Light-hearted, bit of fun. Yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. Um, well, I've been watching. Obviously, I've been watching the Apple TV stuff. Um, yeah, Mythic Quest, of course, because I'm a big fan of Mythic Quest and Slow Horses series two, which was brilliant. I oh yeah, like... I thought that was very good. Yeah, I do like that. And just, um, you know, Gary Oldman as the bitter, bitter old spy. You know, <laughs> he does very well at that, doesn't he? Yeah, sent off, sent off <laughs> yeah. to the like, you know, to the depths of Slough House, where all the all the sort of failures get sent. Yeah. So, I wonder whether I wonder whether they chose I wonder whether they chose Slough House because of um, John Bunyan. I've no idea. So the so the story of John Bunyan, well, rather the the, uh, the story by John Bunyan, uh, is all about Christianity. But yes. At some point, he's sent to the Slough of the Slough of Despond. Oh right. Uh, and I wonder whether it was 
I wonder whether it was based on that. You know, it could well be, because you know, people get sent there as a sort of punishment, don't they? So, yes. um, yeah. Because, yeah. of course, the other Yeah, but theme, that's a good series. Good it I is a good series, yeah. enjoyed both of those series. It was, um, it's a good spy story, but it's also sort of darkly um, comic at the same time. Yes. As I say, I really like one of the lines where the bloke says, I didn't mean to kill him. He goes, of course you didn't mean to kill him. If you tried to kill him, you'd be dead and not him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Oh dear. So, of course, the other things I did in the summer, uh, because I sold my house, obviously, and you know, had a reasonable amount of cash, was I bought myself an M2 MacBook Air. Excellent. Um, didn't really need yeah. one, but I had. I think we had talked about it before. I said I might if I had enough money left over. Yeah. But I decided to treat myself. Do you think it's any? <clears throat> can you can you tell any difference? Is it to its speed operation or? <laughs> Not really for the things I do. Um, no. I believe it's about 15 to 20% faster, but, you know, instant right. is pretty much instant, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> and I don't... Yes, you can't get much faster than instant, can you? I don't, I don't do enough heavy-duty processing things to say... I mean, when I got the M1, I could tell because... Oh, yeah, that was quite a big jump. That was a huge jump, you know, so when I was like... When yeah, I because would... uh, the streaming stuff we were doing at down at church was... The, the Intel chip was, well, the, the architecture anyway. I'm not sure it was wholly the Intel chip to blame, but um, we were struggling getting smooth streaming. And since we went over to the M1, it just doesn't miss a beat. No, exactly. It's only got 8 gig of memory, the one at church. The one I've got here is 16 gig. Mm. But uh, the one at church has only got 8, and it just yeah. isn't a problem. It's not a problem. Plows I mean, away the... without difficulty encoding video on the fly. You know, okay, I, I'm not um... doing 4K. No. I'm doing 1080p, but even so. I mean, the big thing I noticed with um, when I got the M1 was when you're when I finished editing the podcast, and yeah. you, you do like the export, that used to take like three minutes or something, and it went down to like 20 seconds. Um, they are brilliant machines, I have to admit. Very much I'm so. I'm really pleased with my... Uh... Really pleased with my M1. Oh, I'll tell you something else that I also bought. Um, I bought a... Oh, am I going to be able to remember the name of the... It's Chinese. I bought one of those docks. You know, the docks that sit under your Mac Mini? Oh, yes. Uh, that's got a hard drive in it. Yes. Uh, so I've got a one terabyte... A one terabyte... Um, uh, what do they call them? Um, what, like the hard drives that are on a stick. So an SSD. Yes, but on on a on a stick. They've got there's another acronym for it, isn't there? I can't think what I they're called. I don't. I don't so know. it's stick shaped, not SSD shaped. It's all uh, oh, right. So. Um, anyway, it's a, a one terabyte drive that just sits immediately under my uh, I'm at mini. So that's very useful to have. Uh, and the the transfer speeds aren't. Um, Everyone was making a big thing about transfer speeds, but honestly, I mean, if I click on the on the hub, um, I've called it hub SSD. <laughs> yeah. If I click on it now, uh, so I'll sorry, double click on it. There, it's up. <laughs> so it's, it, I mean, it's very rapid as far as I'm concerned. I suppose if you're doing huge files, you might notice a difference that it's not as fast as you might like it. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, it's fine. For those of us who are, you know, no longer constantly watching the clock, as long as it's not painfully slow, that's fine. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and it's uh, nice. It's uh, it's it's the same shade as the um, Mac Mini, and it has a blue, a green, and a white light on the front. I'm not quite sure what they all mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think the blue one's constant power. That's just showing you it's powered on. But the green and the, the green and the white one come on and off for some reason. I suppose one of them's a hard drive. One of them's probably read write. One's read and one's write possibly. Oh, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, there we are. So That's, yeah, um, that, that was something else. That wasn't terribly expensive either. No. Um, when we were, you know, when we were talking about my eighty megabyte hard drive that cost me over four hundred quid, mm. <laughs> and now I've got a one terabyte uh, stick in this thing, and, and I think it was about just over a hundred quid, including the including, including the memory the stick. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so can't beat it really. Can't beat it, can you? No. Uh, so I I opted to get a midnight um, MacBook this time. Oh right, eh? In the sort okay. of uh, it's it's almost black. Yes. In certain lights, there's a hint of blue, but to all intents and purposes, nice. black. And then I've got, um, I think it was a Mossiso um, case, snapshell. So that's like, right. a, it's about half a mil thick, so it doesn't really add any bulk to the machine at all. Just uh, snap it on, like a phone case would snap on, yeah. which just to, because I paid a lot of money for it. So <laughs> I thought I'd have a plastic shell on it to protect it. And... Um, I've got, um, I think it's also Mossiso, the ultra-thin TPU keyboard cover, just to keep the keys clean. Very nice. Lots of biscuit crumbs and things getting in your keys. Quite handy. And, of course, the other thing I bought was um, I bought an, I bought an Apple Watch SE2. Was it the SE2? The new one, the new one anyway. Oh, right, okay. You're enjoying that? I am enjoying that, yes. I mean, my wife went mad and bought herself a Series 8. She has to go one better. Oh, right. <laughs> has to go one better than me. But I said I don't. I don't need an eight. I'm not. I'm not prepared to shell out the extra two hundred quid or something. Yeah. Um. I mean, the only thing it doesn't really do. Obviously, it doesn't have the always-on display. Um. But that doesn't bother me. I've had a laptop watch with a you know flick to turn oh, on screen all this time. I don't really think I'm that bothered by an always-on display. Yeah, I'm thinking of selling my. Uh... Because I, I just don't wear it anymore. So I'm thinking of selling my uh, second gen. But, but I think I can only get about 50 quid for it. Yeah, probably. Because they've moved on so far. I've got... Um... But, uh, even so. Oh, I found out the uh, the name of that the, the USB hub. It's called the Hagibis. H-A-G-I-B-I-S. Mm. USB-C hub with dual hard drive enclosure. Uh, and the the hard drive, it was an N... That's, the, that's what I was thinking of. The It's an NVMe SSD. Mm. Uh, a one terabyte one from a company called Fangslang, which are bound to be um, Chinese. I would Almost think. certainly, mate. Almost certainly. <laughs> Oh yeah, nice. Oh, actually, that cost me a hundred, hundred and seventy quid, hundred and seventy quid for the pair. Not too bad. Still not bad. So there you go. That's what I've been up to. Um, oh, and the other thing I bought was I bought a um, one of the Milanese. I bought a Milanese loop. Um, oh yeah, strap yeah. in black. A third party one. Only cost about twelve quid or something. <laughs> I'm not paying, yes. they not are remarkably Apple. different in price to apples. Yes, yeah, so I'm not paying two hundred quid for one of Johnny Ives' ones, no matter how lovely it is. You know, nearly as much as the watch. No, thank you. So I have a perfectly good. Yeah, you can, buy, you can buy one for twelve quid and then take a take a <laughs> take a chisel to it and give it chamfered edges. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm pleased with that for what I paid for it. It's a black, you know, black chainmail Milanese loop. Cool. Nice snap uh, you know the magnet is good and strong and um 
I've had no issues with that, so that's good. Yeah, when I first excellent. when I when I first got it, I wasn't sure. You know, I tried it and I thought oh, I'm not sure about this. But after I'd worn it for a week, I thought mm, no, I like this. It's, it's nice, so that's good. And Jim's been buying himself um, uh, writing things, hasn't he? Things you can write on e-ink. Um, yeah. What was the device he bought? I should probably it's probably in the smack. I can find it. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was now. Look quite cool, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't write much stuff these days. No, but he got it mostly, I think, for filling out his timesheets and things. They could send them as PDFs. Yeah. So he can import them and write Very on good. them with that, um, which is um, was nice. I think there was something else he was thinking about getting as well, but I can't remember what right offhand. I'm sure when he comes on next time, he'll tell us all about the things he's I'm been sure buying. I'm sure he will. He'll update us with his uh, his latest purchases. His latest purchases. So it's all good, all fun. And um, I bought myself a 4K telly the other day. Oh, very nice. Mm. Guess how much it cost? Uh, 4K. How big? Yeah. Uh, 50 inches. Sharp. 50 inch. Oh. It's a sharp. 300 and something? 250. Really? Very yeah. good. I don't know if it's a refurb or something, but looks brand new to me. Um, yeah, came, no, that sounds a good a good buy. Came complete with a wall bracket, which was very nice, even though I actually wanted one with feet, but it doesn't matter. Stands up on its own anyway, so that's fine. Um, Probably good. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a, like, how much? Are you joking? No, oh, well, no, they're not. <laughs> right, I'll have that then. I'll have that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I had a 48-inch TV, right, which was a JVC, but that was a 1080p. And it was a nice enough telly, but I had it attached to the sound bar, and it started buzzing. And I think the um, it connects to the headphone socket, and right. um, I, think the, I think the joints in the headphone socket are going dry, because every so often it would start buzzing, and you'd have to go and tap the connector at the TV oh, end. Yeah, that does sound a bit dodgy. Yeah. And I had to tap the thing at the TV end to get it to shut up. Um, and I thought well, it was only going to get. Well, worse. I'm very pleased with my very pleased with my projector. You know, I bought a projector when I uh, released my equity on my house. Yes. Um, so um, I'm no, uh, it, it is quite noticeable at 120 inches projected. You do notice the difference between 4K and 1080p. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite noticeable. I mean, it's I that think much, the, the clarity of the picture. Yeah, I mean, the thing I've I've only had this telly about three days, but the the the, the main thing I noticed was that you don't get that sort of clipping in dark shadow areas that we used to get sometimes yeah. on the 1080p in the very deep shadows and whatnot. You'd sometimes see the sort of blocky, pixely, like JPEGy kind of effect. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So that's the cool. biggest thing. It, it it does seem a bit sharper, but my eyes aren't that great, and I don't sit that far away from the telly because obviously it's not a huge room. So yes, it dep- yeah, it really depends on distance and size and all those things. But, I, I mean, I've hardly noticed the changes from seven twenty to ten eighty nah. to, to four K, but I am noticing the difference to four K be- simply because the projected image is so large. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and I'm projecting it onto a wall. I'm not, I haven't got a, I mean, everyone who gets one of these, or rather if you watch all the videos of YouTube videos of people reviewing these things, they'll all say, oh, to get a decent picture, you really need a, a, um, 
uh, what are they called? It's a, they're like micro mirrors on them. I can't remember what they're called now, but no. um, a screen. And the screen right. costs, you know, half half as, as much as the actual projector did, which wasn't cheap. No. Um, and I'm thinking I'm not I'm not buying that because uh, I can't I can't. It looks fine on my wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, as long as it looks. Okay, all right. I've got. Yeah, when the when the guy did my wallpaper, he he um he cross lined it so he the paper goes crossways, and then right. he filled in between all all the paper with cork. And then he flattened it all, you know, with a uh, uh, sander, and then he painted it. So it looked like a flat wall. Um, no, I don't. I'm I'm not that pernickety about the image, nor no. honestly. So. No. Mm. I'm not one of these people who says, oh, I can see it's a bit wavy there, and oh, not oh. quite straight. Or, and I think, oh, I can't be bothered, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm watching the telly. No. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice. It's nice to watch a high, a high definition, uh, you know, 4K HDR thing on on Disney, for instance. It's a, oh yeah, definitely. It's a nice sharp image. Yeah. Although I did the one thing I did notice the other the other night, I put on this movie because it seemed like it might be interesting. Turned out it was a very old, probably made for TV movie, and uh, yeah. I, I, I I don't know what it was. But obviously, it's got auto upscaling on it. But it was obviously upscaling it so much. Probably might even have been 360p or something. But it was upscaling it so <laughs> yes, much exactly. that it was flickering. You could see it trying to keep that, you know, <laughs> oh, right. fill yeah. in the gaps. And I watched five minutes of it, and I thought I can't watch this because the I can the picture is like getting bits of it flickering all over it, where the upscaling is trying to keep up with it. And um, also, it was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes into it, and it's like this is this is going to be some this is some bloody awful like early eighties made for TV movie. I think I'll pass. But even if it was a good movie, I don't think I could have watched it because of the the upscaling, was, yep, the flickering. Yeah, was was just struggling to keep up with it. But there you go. That's uh, that's all good. So, all right, shall we have a look at some news, Tim? Uh, Tim, sorry, Tim. <laughs> That's because you're looking at the word, Tim. It is because I'm looking at Tim, yes. So, yes. Why not? The biggest news of the week is that um, Tim Cook has self inflicted a 40% pay cut upon himself, apparently. Um, um, It says here his pay was just under 15 million in 2020, but jumped to 98 million in 2021 and 99 million in 2022. That's a bit of inflation. When wow. you add up both his salary and his stock awards, he is not the highest pay, paid CEO in the world. He's just doing fine. Um, this year, Apple prepares for a shareholder meeting. Cook is taking a pay cut. This isn't in response to his performance. It seems worth mentioning that according to Apple, Cook himself recommended the change. The compensation committee balanced the shareholder feedback, Apple's exceptional performance, and a recommendation from Mr. Cook uh, to adjust his compensation in light of feedback received. Uh, yeah, my take. Tim well, Cook didn't get where he is today without knowing how to read the room. Um, <laughs> That's fair enough. Well, so, good on him. What I mean, you... once you've got your first fifty million, what what difference does it make? You know, yeah, honestly. exactly. Once you've, you know, I mean, he's picking. He's got, you know, so I mean, he's made two hundred million over the last two years, and he's uh, making. <laughs> Agreed to take a forty. It gets a bit ridiculous pay. eventually, doesn't it? it, yeah. it, it, it you could you could say, uh, "What do you, what have you done this morning, uh, Tim?" Oh, I was just counting the number of zeros on my bank account. <laughs> yeah, watching it steadily increase. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh, I did. 
Yeah. Oh, well, good, good on him. Good on him for whatever reason he's doing. Good on him. I mean, the, the link I've got here is uh, Philip Elmer DeWitt, but um, it did get reported on um, on the news on the radio, and they said his salary and his bonus are not going to be uh, reduced. Right. He's basically foregoing a lot of his, um, you know, stock allowance kind of... Um, right, okay. ...share dividends or whatever it is they give them. So I'm sure he's, you know, I'm sure he's got quite enough money that he really won't notice, to be honest. Mm. So well, was... talking about people who've got enough money and that they won't notice, um, uh, Elon's uh, dropped the price of... Um... Of all their, well, some of their cars, quite significantly. Oh. Uh, he's done it in the last few days. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know whether he's done it or the company's done it. I expect the company's done it. Um, I don't really know why, but I mean, they've, don't get me wrong, they're still expensive cars, but they've knocked the, the Model Y, base Model Y, they've knocked 7,500 off the cost of the car. Blimey. That's a uh, and this is worldwide. Chunk. They did it first in China and, uh, and now it's worldwide. So mm. there are some people who are thinking, oh, that's good. I might be able to afford that. And there are an awful lot of other people thinking, I've just bought it at the old price. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah, but uh, interesting move, anyway. Uh, that just shows how much profit they're making on them, doesn't it, really? Well, it does. And I assume they've done that in response to the ever-growing number of, you know, more reasonably priced electric vehicles. I guess so, but except that all the others aren't... I don't know. I don't know, because they're still selling them really well. It's not like they're struggling to sell them. No, no, exactly. Um, I, th- I can I can understand why they'd do it in China, because in China there's an awful lot more competition for a lot less money. Yes, um, there is. So I could sort of understand it in China, but they've done it across the world, so interesting. That the only Makes thing... me wonder whether... Um, whether all the others will follow suit eventually, you know, mm. and that it's the start of the levelling out. I hope so. Well, I hope so. Oh, talking of electric cars, I um, I had to take my take my car in for its service. Yeah. Um, and obviously the salesman there is always kind of pitching me on what you're gonna what you're gonna get next. And um, but they had a Citroen and me out the front. Oh right, yes. Which I think you can I think you can lease for something like twenty pound a month. <laughs> I was going to ask yeah, you I mean, it's top driving speed. it just for the hell of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's top speed's 20, 28 miles an hour. Yeah, so it's, it's only got yeah. about a I mean, don't get me away. wrong, it's a clever little... I mean, if, you, if you're if you doing lots of very short journeys and, and you don't mind looking a bit of an idiot, because <laughs> in yeah. all honesty, it's not, it's not the prettiest of cars. As he said... Um, well, it's, it's very a, good value. It's a bit of like... It's, but basically, it's a jumped-up belly scooter, to be honest. Um, it is. I mean, it's 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 classed as a quad a quadruped, isn't it? Not a quadruped, quadricycle. a quadricycle. Yeah. Um, but uh, but um, uh, as he interesting. Said, yeah, but he said, I don't think I'm going to shift many of them around here because obviously Suffolk is semi-rural, as he said. Yeah. You know, it's really built for metropolitan areas. You want to be in London or Manchester. Oh, well, that's or, right. Its maximum range is about 40-odd miles, I think, 42, yeah. 43 miles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean, my wife's mobility so, scooter uh, can get 35 miles. On a full charge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Although, so, having said that, it's a little bit more practical than the um, the Renault. Um, what was it called? Oh, my brain and names. Oh dear me. The Renault Twizy. Oh, the Twizy. Yeah, I've seen some. Of yeah, those. the Twizy was sort of pretty much open aired thing with no heating, and yeah, this this little um, Citroen Ami has 
limited heating and uh and it's sealed so you won't get wet if it's raining yeah i mean i could see it being used on campuses and things like that oh, yeah, you know, yeah for, for getting people about a large campus or something like that so yeah go. i reckon they'll sell some i reckon mm. but ma- maybe not in certain parts of the country but no maybe, maybe not in, in rural as you say yeah no maybe not but but in uh in in um in, in urban centres, you yeah. know, it, it, who knows? Yeah. So, uh, so the other few stories I've got, Nick, we've got um, a fixer when pinch to zoom on your Mac stops working from nine to five Mac. Not something I've noticed, but um, no, normally. A number of Mac users on Apple support website and other forums have experienced this bug uh, affects a pinch to zoom trackpad gesture. Uh, when it stops working, you can mess up your workflow. The commonest place I experience this issue is in preview. I'll attempt to use the two-finger pinch-to-zoom gesture, only nothing happens. Apple has yet to address this problem or roll out any sort of fix. Um, the problem affects pinch-to-zoom and also the ability to pan through an image or document. Some users say this primarily affects two-finger pinch-to-zoom in Apple apps, not third-party apps. I can't vouch for this. Right. Uh, apparently this bug has existed since Mac OS Monterey and is inconsistent and frustrating when it randomly happens. All right. Um, no, not something I've noticed. No, no. To solve the problem, you can head to the terminal and use kill all dock. Um, but if you don't wish to do this, a new app uh, has emerged courtesy of dev- developer Dan Liu, which fixes the problem with a click. Pinch is a menu bar application for macOS which runs the terminal command for you. Download from GitHub, add it to your menu bar and click fix to pinch gesture every time you notice the pinch to zoom gesture is stopped working. That's um, As I say, if you can't, if, you, if it's something that annoys you, then uh, yeah, if it's something to, to help out, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, but uh, fix it please, Apple, if there's a problem. Um, yeah, well, that's that one. Um, we've got one here from CNET. Apple and magnets will improve future Android phones. Um, I seen. I think didn't didn't Bart mention this? I think he might have done. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so, that was that was more, more than yesterday. So. <laughs> yeah. I won't remember. <laughs> or it might have been, it might have been um, might have been Guy and Gaz. Anyway, basically, um, Qi two wireless charging is coming and aims to make topping off your phone's battery more efficient and has other advantages too. Um, the next generation of wireless charging for uh, phones and other rechargeable battery devices is Qi 2. Um, the follow-up to the Qi wireless charging standard found on phones like the iPhone, Samsung Galaxy and Google Pixel. The next version of Qi promises to be more efficient in part due to magnets which will help position the devices in an ideal alignment on charging pads. If this sounds familiar, oh, it's because it's Apple MagSafe charging. Apple is part of the 350 companies which make up the wireless power consortium and it helped design the magnetic power profile which is part of Qi 2. Magnetic power profile isn't exactly the same as MagSafe but it could lead to Qi 2 being adopted on more devices including AR and VR headsets. It can also lead to faster charging speeds. Currently Qi wireless charging caps out at 15 watts which also happens to be the max speed of a MagSafe charging on phones. Uh, and more so there you go basically yeah. apple magsafe is pretty much being introduced to the chi standard which yeah be- because uh because trying two or three times to get your iphone in the um 
in the right position is such a first world problem. Well, that said, yeah. while, while my car was being serviced, they gave me um, a Ford Focus. Oh, right, yeah. Who, you know, for the day. And it has a wireless charging pad, you know, in the centre console underneath the um, underneath the screen. Yeah. And um, and a little compartment to put the key because it's keyless. It, not like in my Citroen, you actually, there's a little hole in the dash that you put the key into, the fob anyway. Oh, right. With this one, you yeah. don't really need to take it out of your pocket, but there's a little place to chuck it if you get in the car with it. Um Right. So I put my I put my phone on the pad, but I was driving along, and the, the centre display console would keep coming up with your phone is misaligned, or you know charging okay. is turned off, That's and then it, and then it would come flash up another big display saying wireless charging now active, and this was like intensely annoying. In the end, I took the bloody phone off it because it kept flashing up these bloody distracting messages on the centre console. So that was um. Oh yeah, that's that's not so good. That's not so good. I mean, I have got a I've got a Qi charging pad for my eleven and my and my phone, and uh, you do have to get it in the right place, admittedly. But I mean, gosh, <laughs> I suppose improvements are improvements, no matter how we were insignificant. <laughs> well, I have to admit, a magnetic um, connector in that pad in the middle of that pad would have been useful because then the bloody phone would not keep sliding around oh, as you phone, drive about. Yes. yes, if it's if it's constantly falling off it, that'd be bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not so good, admittedly. Well, it was just the phones just, it just know, shows they're uh... in a car, it's being constantly, you know, as you go around a corner, I assume it slides slightly and then, you know, it's like it's misaligned and then it would slide back again and it's like, turn back on. So. Yeah, I mean, most of the, most of the uh, ones have like a rubberized thing that keeps the phone still, don't they? Well, it's so had a sort of... Sort maybe of, it's just bad design. It wasn't very good, put it that way. I wouldn't have minded <laughs> if the notification didn't sort of take <laughs> yes. over the whole anyway, of the console. so that's good. Yep, and um, so that's good. So basically yeah. Apple were pretty much giving the MagSafe to everybody else, in effect. Um, Jolly good. Apple Workhorse yeah. MacBook Air is 15 years old. Um, Gosh, is it 15 years since you got a year out of that manila envelope? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cast your mind back to the year, the last year of the George W. Bush administration, when the phone you really wanted was an iPhone 3G and the MacBook was an inch and a bit thick. Yes, that Even- was cool, that presentation, when he mm. pulled it out of the envelope. That was uh, it's got a flair for the uh, dramatic. Yeah. It? Um, in 1984, Steve Jobs took the original Mac out of a bag. 2001, he took an iPod out of his pocket. In 2007, he took an iPhone out of his jeans pocket. Um, slipping the MacBook Air laptop computer out of an internal mail envelope got an ooh at the time, and you've not forgotten it since. There you go. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Very true. So, yeah, 15 years ago that uh, that happened, and... Of course, the, the years fly by. The modern MacBook Air doesn't bear any resemblance to the first one, which, of course, was underpowered and overpriced, um, and yet rapidly went on to be the che- one of the cheapest Macs you could have and was one of the most popular. There we go. Yeah, it was light, wasn't it? It was light, small. It was unlike anything else on the market at the time. I mean, there's lots out there now that look very similar, but at the time, it was just that 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 clamshell bit at the one end where it was almost non-existent mm. <laughs> it was just different to anything else that had been out there apple have always been very good haven't they at, at pushing the envelope just that little bit further than everybody else 
Yep. Um, Apple is collecting feedback from dispatchers who are receiving false 911 calls from Apple's crash detection, apparently. Oh, right. Um, New York's Greene County and Pennsylvania's Carbon County have experienced burdensome increase in fake, well, false, it says false, uh, false 911 calls from ski resorts due to crash detection. Um, The feature allows the iPhone and Apple Watch models to detect a car crash and automatically call the emergency service if the user is unresponsive. But it is also activating when some skiers and snowboarders take a tumble. Um, We've talked about this, I think. Uh, Given that emergency dispatchers respond to all such calls out of an abundance of caution, the influx of false alarms has put strain on some call centres. Blah, blah, blah. Reports about the issue in other ski resort areas such as Colorado, Utah, British Columbia, blah, blah, blah. Um, An Apple, in response to the report, an Apple spokesman said that the company was collecting feedback from emergency call centres that have experienced an increase in automated 911 calls, but has declined to comment any further. So I assume they're trying to refine their algorithm. Yes, what they need is a secondary algorithm that not only says, oh dear, you look as if you've been in a crash, it it also checks to see if you're covered in snow. (laughs) (laughs) Are you covered in snow? In that case, I won't phone anybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Never mind the fact that you might have broken all the bones in your body. <laughs> yes. So, you know. So Apple are obviously aware of that and they're trying to do something about it. Um and Apple prepares to return the home app architecture upgrade because um Apple go away, Vinny. Don't pull on my earbuds. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> the dog is Maybe attempting he's got to say. He's trying to climb onto me and tugging on my earbuds. Uh, Apple, yeah, um, Apple added um, an, a change to the home app architecture in 16.2, I believe. Right. Um, but it was causing problems, so they pulled it. Um, so according to Cult of Mac, they are now preparing to bring it back again. Re-release it. Jolly yeah, good. with whatever fixes it required, I guess. As I don't use the home app, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I mean, I can, I can turn lights and things on and off with the home app, but I'm so entrenched in the um, Amazon marketplace, I, uh, I tend not to use it, even though I know it's there. I've got, um, I've got some smart bulbs which worked fine in my old house, but apparently do not want to work in this thing. Even now, I've now got proper oh. broadband. Just they, they, they won't show up in the in the app. Oh, that's unusual. When I do the when I do the search, it says no devices found. What is really annoying is before we had the broadband installed here, we got it working with a dodgy hack where we'd put one iPhone as a hotspot, then yeah. connect the other phone to it, and then detect the um, light bulbs with that, and we had it working oh, right. by the most sort of, <laughs> you know, Rube Goldstein-type bloody setup, and it was working. And I thought, great, when we've got proper broadband, <laughs> I'll just I'll just um, connect it to the real broadband, and it'll work easy, and it doesn't want to work. So I don't know what's up with that. Oh, no. It worked fine at our other house, but it's not working here at the minute. I shall try again, but you get frustrated because turning it on and off to get it in pairing mode is a bit of a fag. Oh, yeah. And then it, you know, yeah. then you'll get the thing where it times out before you've entered the bloody passwords and whatnot. It's like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so I've left it for now. 
So I can live without. I, I can still. There's a switch next to me. I can reach out and turn the switch. I'm not that bothered. Exactly. exactly. I can't make it change colour or anything though, unless I can get it to detect. So right. At the I'm moment, sure you'll get it sorted out eventually. Well, eventually, yeah. Um, in security and privacy, CNBC have an article: the biggest risks of using Bluetooth trackers like Apple's AirTag, Tile, and others. Um, I'm not going to go into that. Tells you the usual stuff. Um, and then the worth of chirps for this time. Um, this is from The Sun, not a newspaper I normally have anything to do with, but um, everyone is blown away by amazing hack to make your iPhone say anything when you plug in the power, which is, uh, you know, somewhat hyperbole. But um, apparently people didn't know you could do this and you can, you know, um, I can't remember if it was my wife's phone or my boy's phone. He set it so that when he plugs it in, it says, plug me in, baby. <laughs> Give me the what power. Fun. What fun and drapes. Yeah, you can you can make up your own noise for it to play when you plug the power in. So, ho, 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 what jolly japes. Um, <laughs> Wired have an article on how to make use of the iPhone's emergency satellite SOS system, which is worth a read. Um, because uh, you've got an iPhone 14. Yeah, only on the iPhone 14 at the moment, but of course, no doubt coming to every iPhone subsequently. Um, and of course, they have started to uh, roll out the satellite SOS in other countries. Yes. Um, I don't think I'll ever see myself in <laughs> in the UK, where I'm so far away from civilization, I don't know what to do. So. No, probably not. But... I suppose there are parts of the UK, uh, parts of Scotland, you might get a bit stuck somewhere, possibly. Yeah, and I should think if you're out in the, you know, Western Highlands, or I suspect yeah. there are probably parts of Wales, like the Brecon Beacons, where you might find yourself stuck without a yes, signal. potentially. You know, if you're hiking or yeah. climbing. Um, but as not I'm something... not that energetic. <laughs> no, no, it's that's It's unlikely true. to happen to me. Yeah, exactly. Unlikely to happen to me. So there we are, and that's pretty much all of the stories, Nick. So I think we'll wrap it up. Um, Why not? For this show. So um, there we go. You can find us all in the Slack room, of course, where uh, indeed life has been carrying on, even though the show has not been, um, you know, coming out. Um, you can just find the link yes, to there that. Yes, a very, very interesting discussion about electric cars. The fact they're too expensive, and yep. yeah, it's it's it, it's been really good exchange of uh, of views. Yes, it has. It's a lot, you know, it's not all just about Apple and the Mac in there. We have photography discussions and um, such like, um, and that's where Jim was telling us about his uh, e ink thing and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So come and join us. Yes, come and join us in there because that's where the chatter goes on all week long. Um, you can find me, of course, on the Twitter as at Serenac. I don't go on there as much since Elon seems to be playing silly beggars, but um, just doesn't seem as interesting as it used to be, to be honest. I don't know if that's because a load of people have left or have Could done be. something to the algorithms, but whatever. I'm not on there as much as I used to be, but I will still see a message if you send it to me. Um, and that's about it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the people who support us in all the usual ways, whether it be money or, you know, spreading the word or just retweeting when we tweet stuff. Um, thank you all. And uh, I guess that's it for this week. And hopefully we'll be back next week for another edition. So until then, goodbye. Bye. 
You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even, if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Hi, my name is Dave Ginsberg, and I am the host of the In Touch with iOS podcast. We talk about all things Apple, including iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, the news of the day, and related technologies. I am joined by many great guests from the Apple community, including Jeff Gamut, Guy Searle, Kelly Gumat, Chuck Joyner, and many others. Please give us a listen. You can find us in your favorite podcatcher or in touch with iOS.com. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.